Hi everyone, my name is Colin Murphy. Uh, I've been a parishioner at St. Charles for a little over two years now. Um, originally from Rhode Island, came down to the area to go to college at GW, and I've just kind of stuck around. Um, if you haven't met me, if I haven't met you, I hope to meet you when, when this is all over and uh, we can come back together again at, a, at an in-person P3. Um, when Father Planty first asked me if I would be interested in giving a P3 reflection, my first uh, thought was definitely not. Um, but the more I thought and prayed about it, the more I realized that I might actually have something to say. Um, and this whole setup is good for you because if halfway through you decide that I really don't have anything to say, you can just close your browser. You're not trapped in the church waiting for me to finish speaking. So that's nice. Um, with that aside, I would like tonight to talk to you about patience. Patience is a virtue. We hear this all the time to the point of being hackneyed, but uh, do we really know what that means? What is patience really? St. Thomas Aquinas has a definition for patience. He says, patience is the virtue by which a man bears up against the evils that tend to make him sad and break his spirit. Now, before you get any ideas, I am not a St. Thomas Aquinas scholar. Um, you'll see a couple of quotes from him in this talk. I got them like any of you would from a podcast. Um, but I'll read that one more time. Patience is the virtue by which a man bears up against the evils that tend to make him sad and break his spirit. And the, and the word patience comes from the Latin passio, which means to suffer. So there, there is suffering here inherently involved with patience. The virtue is meant to allow us to suffer things well. Um, and it, it's, it's not just waiting. I think a lot of times we get the misconception that being patient just means sitting there while something is bad until all of a sudden it's not bad anymore. Um, but that couldn't be farther from the truth. So it's about enduring well through suffering and remembering also that Christ is in the suffering, right? Whenever we are enduring through something that requires patience, that requires us to wait a long time and we don't know how long it's going to be, um, we can think of Christ carrying the cross, um, having similar emotions, surely. So, um, and, and also holiness requires patience, of course. Um, we can't get to any sense of virtue, any sense of holiness, just like that. Um, it's a long road uh, that requires a lot of ups and downs and a lot of growth, and that takes patience. So to help illustrate this, I have two examples from my life uh, through which I've learned uh, a little bit about patience, and I hope that they can help you um, to sort of apply it to your life as well. So the first example, um, as I mentioned before, patience involves enduring through suffering. And certainly our own sinfulness is something that we have to endure. So, uh, you know, this is because part of me really wants to be holy, but another part of me kind of doesn't. And these two parts are at odds with each other because, you know, I don't trust God enough. And that's where that part comes from that says, I don't really know if I want to be holy. And this causes me suffering. This causes me a divided interior life. Um, so my first example from my own life comes from learning patience through my own sinfulness and specifically my struggles with sexual sin and unchastity. 
Now, uh, growing up with the internet, uh, with the prevalence of pornography in our culture, and also the dominant hookup culture, um, it's rare that anyone can get through their teenage years completely unscathed by this, and I was no exception. So, you know, this went on, and um, as I began to have a relationship with God at the beginning of college, I began to pray. You know, I knew that God was there, that he loved me, um, but I didn't really believe that he could help me leave these things behind. I didn't really trust that he could change my heart. Um, so about halfway through college, I decided that I needed to make more of an effort to remove these actions and these sins from my life. So I started to try, uh, but I didn't really have the right motivations. So another quote from St. Thomas Aquinas about patience, he says, Patience is possible only when the soul loves something good with a love strong enough to make it bear up under oppressing evil. This was my first step towards learning patience. I realized that I didn't have the right kind of love necessary. I wanted to change, not because I wanted to love God more, but because I was tired of feeling bad about myself, about feeling guilty. I wanted to feel good about myself because I was good, uh, because I wasn't doing anything wrong. And, and that really comes from pride. It, it's, not a, it's not a real love towards God. It's not a real desire to grow in that relationship. And certainly, uh, if patience is only possible when the soul loves something good, with a love strong enough to make it bear up under oppressing evil, if that love is for yourself, you're never going to want to suffer. You're never going to want to bear up against that evil. So, you know, changing your habits uh, and yourself can take a long time, and it involves a lot of pain and suffering. And, uh, you know, that this is where God is so good and so beautiful, right? Because God doesn't say, hey, Colin, it's great that you don't want to uh, live an unchaste life anymore. Here you go. See you on Sunday once a week and uh, yeah, have a nice life, right? Because he knew that if he gave me that right away, I would have been happy with that and I would have stopped praying and I would have stopped pursuing him because my goal wasn't that relationship. My goal was just this one thing about my own life that I wanted to change. So in all his wisdom, you know, he didn't do that. He made me take the long road and change my heart so that I was motivated by a pure love, a love for him. So through this slow and painful process, I learned how to be patient with myself and with God. To suffer well, always hoping that the process itself would bear fruit, and it did. In the past couple of years, my motivation has been very different. I want to change and leave these things behind so that I can love God and love others better. I realize that I can't be close to God, the source of all my happiness, if I hold on to these things. So I tell you this not as someone who is completely free of these sins, but as someone who is freer than he's ever been before and is on the way towards complete freedom. This is the way God heals, slowly, to show us how much we have to love him, to show us how much we have to rely on him for that healing. God taught me patience through this process. I couldn't just wait and do nothing, hoping that one day everything would change. 
I had to have patience to bear up against my own sinfulness. And God showed me that that patience bears fruit. So, right, there's the first example. A second example. Um, the first example showed having patience with our own sinfulness. But we, we also sometimes, a lot of the time, have to have patience with our circumstances, something that may appear less within our control. Um, for me, this has been exemplified best through work. And I'm sure that a lot of you can relate to this. Um, we come from a generation of people who want to find meaning in their work. They want a job that matters to them. They want to feel like they're doing something good and something that they like and enjoy and are interested in. Um, my first job really didn't check any of those boxes at all. And I know I'm not unique in that. Um, but I didn't have a right, the right attitude about it. You know, I knew I needed to get a job. I got a job, and that was that. I, f I spent the whole first year of the job looking for other things, totally distracted, looking around at other people who had careers that seemed very fulfilling and saying, wow, you know, they have that. How come I can't have that? Um, and just kind of going through each day, watching the hours tick by, waiting for 5 o'clock to come around, dreaming about some other job that I could have and saying, God, you know, I have all these talents and interests and skills, and they're really not being put uh, into practice here. What's the deal? Uh, so, you know, this process also taught me that I had to suffer it well. I had to have patience in God's plan. God wanted to show me something through this process of being dissatisfied with my work. Um, so, you know, realizing this, I started to really embrace the work, even the parts that were really boring or tedious. Uh, I gave it my best effort. I always looked for ways to grow. And um, I also kind of changed the way I looked for fulfillment. You know, I think a lot of people in our generation really look for work as that number one thing right now that's going to fulfill them and give them meaning and make them feel good about themselves. Again, that same thing popping up, wanting to feel good about ourselves and what we're doing. And it can be a, a form of pride. Um, so I kind of tried to take that and look for fulfillment in other ways, look for fulfillment in my relationship with God and my neighbors instead of my job. Of course, I still wanted a good job, but I realized that I couldn't just grind it out every day waiting for that to happen. I had to take action while at the same time having patience that God's plan was in the works. So in the end of this process, it actually only took two years for me to find a job that I really like, and that's a lot more fulfilling. And I feel a lot stronger connection to. And right, two years is not that long. You know, you might be listening to me say this and saying, Colin, that's been me for five years, and I'm still waiting for that to happen. You know, stop complaining about two years. And you're right, it, it, at the end of the day, it really wasn't that bad looking back. But the thing is, God never tells us how long it's going to be, right? If he had told me during the first month of my job, hey, I know this, this really sucks, but it's only going to be two years, so chill out. Uh, I may have just said, oh, okay, you know, I guess I'll just have a bad attitude then for two years and then it'll be over. Um, I, I wouldn't have tried to look for ways to, to connect with him more to search for him more in those struggles. I would have just wrote it out until my time was up and I got to move on to something better.
So, you know, really at the end of the day, that's, a, that's an example of God allowing us to grow in patience, right? If God had told me it was going to take two years, it wouldn't have required any patience on my part, just waiting, not any growth. So those are two examples uh, from my life of how I've learned patience. And I hope that you can take something from them and, and apply them to your own life. And I'm sure you have other examples um, where you've gone through a similar process. I, uh, I think it's important, uh, summarizing all of this, to remember that no one has more patience than God does with us. Um, it's very easy for us to become impatient with ourselves because of our own pride, uh, because of jealousy, because of whatever. And God doesn't do that. You know, he's always patient with us. No matter how long it takes us, no matter how many times we take two steps forward and one step back, he's there the whole journey. And really Christ is there in that journey. Um, he is the model. As I mentioned before, his passion, his whole life on earth was an exercise in patience. So we can, you know, read the scripture and dig into that and say, wow, you know, Jesus, I want to follow you on this journey. I want to learn patience from you. Um, and whatever you're waiting for, whatever it is you're waiting for, whether it's a virtue, a job, a relationship, health, you know, if, if someone, if you or someone you love is sick and you're waiting for an end to that, you're, you're waiting desperately for the end to suffering uh, in your life, whether it's in your life or, or a loved one's life, God wants you to learn something through that process and grow and become closer to him. He wants to put into your heart a love strong enough to bear you up. And all you have to do is let him do that. Let him work. I hope, uh, I hope this talk can be helpful to all of you. I wish you nothing but health and, and happiness and, and God bless you. Also, please join us uh, after the talk for a young adult virtual pub time. There is a link in the description below. You get to hang out with me. I don't know if that's an incentive. Take it for what you will.